Welcome to Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about BBB accredited businesses. We talk to business owners and service providers so you get useful information about products and services you may be purchasing. I'm Jim Swan, and your host on Ask BBB is CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Good morning, Jennifer. Thanks, Jim. Good morning, everyone. Well, in spite of the coolish weather, spring is upon us. And as you go about spring cleaning, we'll bring you tips on one area you might not have on your list, digital spring cleaning. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, The trees will soon be in full bloom, and we'll be joined later by Calvin McCollum and Becky Mole of CLC Tree Services to talk about how to have healthy trees this summer. We'll be ready to move outdoors soon, and that means outdoor furniture. Randy Snow of the Table and Chair Company has been helping people with all of their furniture needs for over 30 years, and he's in the Zoom room with us now. Good morning, Randy, and thank you for joining us. It's called the Table and Chair Company, but you handle much more than that today. Did you start with tables and chairs? We began in business in 1983, manufacturing stacking chairs and uh, folding tables and some office furniture down Exeter Road. And uh, that's when we began our business. So we've been doing this for 39 years, 40 next year. And the Table and Chair Company has an attached factory where you make furniture. And are there still a lot of furniture manufacturers within Ontario? No, the demise of furniture manufacturing in Ontario has taken place or has taken place a long time ago. But there are some small ones around. Uh, Not a lot of major ones. Um, Some of the furniture manufacturers that were uh, big back in the uh, 50s and 60s have all gone under. And uh, most products are now brought in from overseas, China, Singapore, um, even from Europe. Uh, So Canadian manufacturers now depend on uh, sources of supply from these countries where they bring in parts and then help them to continue manufacturing here where you know maybe 25 years ago everything was all uh, from scratch right so we still do some of that we have a welding department a woodworking department an upholstery department a staining department so we do have a full-fledged manufacturing plant here besides your own brand of manufactured products You do offer other brands as well. How do you uh, go about selecting the brands that you offer? Are there certain standards that you're looking for as you source product? Yes, we look for products that are generally North American made. Um, I have bought product out of China, but I find that uh, unless you're getting much better quality, you don't get what you're looking for necessarily. So it's much easier for us to work with Canadian suppliers, American suppliers and getting the right quality of material that we need. Randy, your company provides furniture for commercial operations, such as hotels and motels, along with senior and retirement home settings. What do you look for in furniture for those types of high-use applications? Well, many of them, the restaurants do come in here and we do custom-make tabletops and chairs and things like that. For the nursing homes, much of that is specified by the uh, interior designers or or architects that are are in Ontario for uh, certain reasons because they have to meet code uh, where we are not um, that proficient in that end of it uh, for uh, that type of manufacturing. But we do 
offer mostly medium uh, priced products uh, for that industry and uh, have been doing so for many years too. We're finally entering the season when, as Canadians, we move outdoors a bit more. What is popular in outdoor furniture and accessories right now? Well, popular products today, are, I would consider it to be the recycled plastic has really taken off over the last five years. Uh, you know, we make cushions and umbrellas here for the plastic uh, furniture industry. We supply actually other manufacturers, their cushions and umbrellas. And uh, that has become the, the staple. It's a uh, long life. You can leave it outdoors year round. You don't have to worry about it rotting or mildewing. It's heavy, so it doesn't blow away. Um, and multiple colors, so you don't normally get that. For example, in um, all-weather wicker, you'll get minimum colors in that. And aluminum is still strong. Uh, those three uh, are still the top three types of material used in the industry. So out of those uh, three materials, what are some of the things we should know about when we're purchasing one or the other about longevity of that furniture and about maintaining it for for that maximum longevity? Well, if we're looking for furniture, we want something, first of all, that's going to fit in our space. Um, generally, uh, the spaces that are here in London, Ontario, are quite a bit different than, say, for uh, a space in, in the country where you might have a lot more room to put bigger sets. So most people are looking for uh, something that will fit in their backyard that's uh, not overly large necessarily, but comfortable. I mean, comfort is much different now than what it was years ago where it would just be the old sling chairs and um, you know glass tables so not many people buy glass anymore because it's uh, when they break they break um, hard to replace but with recycled plastic the maintenance is very minimal they just cleaning it is all you need to do and you can do that with a hose aluminum furniture again same thing it doesn't rust and it's used by uh, many manufacturers in their table legs and table tops uh, for uh, outdoor use. And, you know, that kind of maintenance is easy also. So those two are the easiest to work with for uh, maintenance products. Um, and as for accessories, people still like outdoor heaters, fireplaces, and uh, fire pits are very big. So even manufacturers now are making recycled plastic uh, outdoor fire pits. So that's become uh, a new staple out there in the uh, industry also. What impact has online shopping had on the table and chair company? Well, I think a lot of uh, companies like Wayfair in Canada and other companies out there, Amazon, who do sell online, they sell a lot of imported products. And uh, that has hurt us in a certain way. Um, they, they tend to sell stuff that's uh, available quickly, where ours is custom-made in general. Uh, so it does take some time. And when you get it, it comes to our factory. We build it here if it needs to be built. And uh, deliver and set up where you won't get that with uh, any of your big uh, box stores or your uh, Amazons or your Wayfarers. Do you offer any of your products online? Uh, well, we don't have online. We do offer it on our website. So we do not sell as an online uh, marketing company. We'd rather deal directly with the customer than we know what they need. We just find that uh, person to person or voice to voice is much better uh, in getting the understanding across of what they need and what uh, uh, we think they should probably have. Randy, the table and chair company is a BBB accredited business. 
Can you comment on what carrying that accreditation seal means to you and your business as well as your clients? Well, I think to the client, they they always look for uh, that, uh, you know, the accreditation on their doors. Um, I mean, I, I know when I go shopping, I look for that. Uh, it gives me a sense of uh, comfort knowing that there's uh, uh, the company you're dealing with will stand behind their product and the manufacturer's uh, product itself. Well, Randy, thank you so much for sharing information about uh, outdoor furniture as we are able to get more time in our backyards and on our patios and porches. We appreciate your time this morning. Well, thanks very much to both of you. We've been talking with Randy Snow of the Table and Chair Company, and you can check them out at the bbb.org directory. The Table and Chair Company is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Is your tree hanging over the property line? Stay tuned to learn what that means for you and your neighbor. And now back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BBB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And now to help us learn what happens when our trees go over the property lines, as well as how to keep them healthy, we welcome Calvin McCollum, owner of CLC Tree Service, and Becky Mole, plant health care specialist with CLC. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. So trees and shrubs are just starting to bud now. And are there things we should be doing to assure that our trees will be healthy throughout the summer? Yeah, late winter, getting into this time of year is a really good time to look at fertilizing and aeration programs. Trees and shrubs in our area grow in an urban environment um, as opposed to what they're used to in a forest environment. Uh, In forests, there's little to no soil compaction. Nothing walks on the root systems of trees. Nothing... uh, really impacts it. Plus they have years of built up nutrients and uh, organic matter that helps them thrive. So contacting a plant healthcare specialist like Becky um, can help point you in the right direction of how to make sure that your trees have the best chance in surviving an urban environment. And what sort of pests are we dealing with in our area right at this time? Um, some of it, well, gypsy moth has obviously been uh, in the forefront <laughs> of uh, a, a little invasion uh, lately. Um, we've had some uh, different pathogens affect some trees uh, due to um, like environmental conditions. Pathogens are usually secondary and we've had some sort of injury of some sort. Um, but there's lots of diseases out there um, that are common as well as some of the new introduced ones that are kind of on our doorstep or nearby kind of thing. Is there anything we can do to prevent those ones that are sort of like you say on our doorstep or is it sort of a chance? Um, The ones that are kind of on our doorstep, um, you know, for example, Oak Wilt, it's, it's just kind of across our border um, your winds are there. Um, there's nothing we can do as of yet other than to try and maintain your tree and keep it happy and healthy. When, when trees are stressed out, just like when we get stressed out, um, pathogens, pests are, are, are take the opportunity to take advantage of the weakened ones first. So uh, keeping the tree happy and healthy is really important. When we have, uh, you know, blue spruce decline and, and maple decline, um, improving soil conditions can really help healthy trees stay healthy or at least give them the best chance to stay in the landscape for as long as possible. Um, Either way, uh, certified arborist, plant healthcare specialist should be your go-to to get you ready for anything that may be coming or help you with planning. 
So you talked at the opening of our segment here about property lines. So can you share with us what is our responsibility if we have a tree that branches out over our neighbor's property? If it's your tree and it uh, is is breaching the property line and if it has some structural risk, um, if it's at risk of failure, or if it's rubbing on the neighbor's house or shed or windows or anything along those lines, you should be neighborly and take care of it for your neighbor. Um, on the flip side, if your tree, if your neighbor tree is coming over your way, um, it was very common thought process that you own your property from the ground to the moon. So if anything's coming over your property line, you can do whatever you want with it. It's a very sticky situation and it all comes down to being neighborly, having the conversation with your neighbor of what your intentions are to do with their tree um, prior to having a quote scheduled so that the arborists know what they are capable of doing with the neighbor's permission. Where it becomes very sticky is when neighbors don't get along and you have to we borderline have to be therapists between both neighbors and uh, husbands and wives to figure out exactly what the ultimate uh, um, result they're looking for with their trees is. So when you have uh, absent landlord next door, it's very hard to communicate to get any type of uh, movement happening. But our policy with our company is that we will not touch a neighbor's tree without having some sort of permission from the neighbor. One thing that we do that really helps us is we have daytime laser pointers, um, really bright green lasers that we can point out branches from the ground and clearly describe to clients what we're going to trim off, how it will help or impact the tree. Um, And then we also provide reference pictures for our tree trimmers, our climbers, our arborists, so that when they get to a site, they know exactly what's coming off. There's no confusion amongst the the customer and what their contract is and what we talked about in the quoting consultation. And sometimes it's, you know, we'll do a quote and it's six weeks later before we're there to do the work. So um, Becky and I do an average of 10 to 15 estimates a day each. Uh, All those trees can blend together as one picture. So we need to have some sort of references to even remind ourselves what we've committed to, to the client. But boundary trees have become a very large headache in our area. Um, If a tree originated on your neighbor's property but has breached the property line, um, it becomes a dual ownership situation. Both neighbors have to be on the same page as what's happening. If a removal is required, both owners need to sign the permits required. Uh, They may have replanting requirements on both sides. Um, So boundary tree, for anybody that might have that situation, a quick Google search is Ontario boundary tree. It's a three-page read. It'll really help you to understand it. Um, But if you do have something that is breaching fence lines, be prepared for a fairly lengthy process to do whatever you want to do with it, whether it's trimming or removal. Can you do some preventative uh, pruning of a tree so that it doesn't go over? Do you ever do it that way? Yeah, structural pruning, um, especially of young trees, uh, is is such an amazing practice because it will minimize um, some of the larger cuts we have to do as the tree matures. We can actually direct the growth the way we want um, and, and, and minimize that impact that would cause to your neighbor's house or something. So. As well as minimize the impact to your wallet because mm-hmm. trimming off a one-inch branch that will be a 10-inch branch in 10 years 
yeah. um, is a heck of a lot more cost effective than waiting till it's up over a roof or a skylight or a greenhouse or anything along those lines. Yeah. And, and structural pruning uh, of young trees actually minimizes storm damage when um, trees are mature because we've eliminated that poor structure as the tree was young. And is that something that you would continue to um, come out and consult on on a piece of property as it matures and, and goes through its evolution? Yeah, typically uh, structural pruning, we do um, about two to uh, do a revisit of every two to five years, give or take, um, probably over a time period of, of 20 years. So it could be it could be a long process, but it, it's more beneficial um, for the tree and for the client in the end. A lot of times it's it's a big benefit to that fertilizing and aeration program that we do. The the organic fertilizers we use are a two-year slow-release formula, so they don't need to be done every year. Um, but having a fertilizer tech come out that understands structural pruning, um, they can be doing your fertilizing and doing a bit of minor trimming, which uh, is also going to keep your cost down and give you more bang for your buck. Well, Calvin and Becky, thank you so much for joining us on Ask BBB this morning. We appreciate your time and your expertise on how we can keep our trees happy and healthy and growing in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with host Jennifer Matthews. Calvin McCollum is the owner of CLC Tree Service, and Becky Mole is the plant care specialist with CLC. CLC Tree Services is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Check them out in the bbb.org directory. It's time for spring cleaning. After the break, a spring cleaning you can do while sitting at your computer. And we are back with more on Ask BBB with your host, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Okay, Jennifer, uh, how do we do spring cleaning while sitting at our computer? <laughs> Is this a new app uh, that does the dusting and scrubbing with remote control robots or something? No, although, you know, who knows, that might be possible one day. The spring cleaning that you do while sitting at your computer is getting rid of digital data clutter. BBB is encouraging us to take time to check our smartphones, laptop tablets, and desktops to get rid of documents and data you don't need, to update software, and to check your security. You find all of this at BBB.org. I think some of the keywords in that advice is take the time. Well, that's right. And the time it takes will depend on how current you have kept things. It could be minutes or it could even be a few hours. But it is worth the time to take some proactive steps to safeguard against things like identity theft, loss of funds or credit card fraud. So what's on the checklist? So one of the things is lock down your login. Security is critical to protecting accounts being used for work and for home. Ensure passphrases for each account are lengthy, unique, and safely stored, and enable that two-factor authentication on all accounts that offer it. Also, update your system and your software. Avoid procrastination on this. Having the most current software, web browsers, and operating systems are some of the easiest and fastest ways to protect your most sensitive assets. And don't forget to back it up. Protect your personal and workplace data or backups of your most important files and use the three, two, one rule to help guide you in this three backup copies, two different media types, and one offline in a separate location. 
don't forget to clean up your online presence. So when was the last time you used all of the apps on your phone or your tablet? And do you know what the settings are on all of the social media accounts that check in with friends and family? Check up on all your accounts. Then control your role by making sure you know who has administrative access to those accounts and keep all of your passwords private. And Jim, as we've mentioned before, be careful what you share. Quizzes on social media are fun and keeping in touch is a necessity these days. However, those questions on social media might give away too much information about you, your location, or your family. And what you've given us is good information. And of course, you can find this complete article and other BBB tips at BBB.org under Latest News. And Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB this time around. Yes. And just before we go, Jim, a reminder that the Torch Awards and Spark Awards are being presented at an event on June 16th at 5.30 p.m. at the factory. Head on over to BBB's social media and click the link for tickets. They're on sale now and going quickly. And we're looking forward to that. It'll be here before we know it. Remember, we like to hear from you, so pass along your comments and send us your guest suggestions. Contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember to Ask BBB. And start with trust.